Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I am your host, Professor Sides. It's my actual job title and last name, which is part of the reason why the mathematical model that I've built to predict various sports outcomes is affectionately known as Sideline. You'll hear more about the model during the course of this episode, set to cover the six best college basketball games and one off the wall game scheduled to be played on Friday, February 10th, 2023. In case you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for some explanations and community rules. See the Google Sheet linked in the show description for sidelines projections on every single game. Remember, this show covers picks on the best games or the best picks on all games. Sign up on Patreon or Blackbook Sports or different packages and price ranges based on your needs. Remember that sports are unpredictable, so the discussion on this show is predicting a typical game and not trying to forecast it to a T. So that would be a foolish and impossible goal. But take a long-term viewer on here. Don't get distracted when a team either can't hit or can't miss from three. As these things balance out in the long run, but are hard to foresee before they happen. In other words, please understand that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. I think I talk about this all the time with the good and bad variants. Talk about it a lot more in baseball because I feel like in baseball, you really see with you know 15 games a day, you know back to back to back to back days where you'll just, you know, you'll get all the one run games and, you'll, you know, you go 10 and five and then you lose all the one run games and you go five and 10. And, and you see that a little bit more bass in, in baseball. I haven't seen it quite as much in basketball, but this week I think you're really seeing the good and bad variant strike in one week. Start off the week hot Tuesday, man, Wednesday, terrible. Hopefully Thursday is going better. Again, I'm recording now before any of the Thursday games happen. Um, but it's just that up and down variance of, you know, just missing out on a couple games here and there can really swing things. A couple late game things go differently and things look a lot better. And that's that good and bad variance to talk about. Hopefully we can finish off the week strong here uh, heading into the weekend. I really like the, the Friday slate here. It's a smaller slate, so a little more time to dive into some of these. Hopefully that uh, bodes well for you. Hopefully Thursday's gone well too. Uh, but the time you're watching this, you'll have a better idea right now. I'm a little bit in the dark. Uh, but before we get to that, some reminders, please hit that like button. If you're on YouTube, also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you'll miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college ball content that this channel provides. I already mentioned the Patreon. Check it out if you haven't yet. Lots of great benefits to be found over there above and beyond what we do here. $3 a month gets you the play of the day. For another $2 a month, you get all the model picks and access to the Discord chat group, which is the best place to get questions answered about these or other games. I'm not always able to respond to the YouTube comments depending on what I see or what's going on, but that Discord chat is top priority. So questions there always get answered. So if you're looking for some input from me or Cousin Jared or Jake or just other sports bettors, it's a great little community to be a part of. I think it's worth your five bucks a month just for the entertainment value of what happens over there. Um, I, I think most of the people that are in there would would vouch for it and say the same thing. Um, so you get a lot of good things happening over on Patreon if you're looking for just a little bit extra input, a little bit extra, you know, help to improve your picks. I know that a lot of people here, you know, a lot of people just kind of are looking for picks. A lot of people are looking for, they already have their opinions and they're looking for a little bit extra, you know, guidance one way or the other. Some people are just looking to, to take what I say, what I do and just use it as a small piece to their, to their uh, handicapping and wherever you fall in that spectrum, I'm, I'm happy to have you. And hopefully, uh, what I'm doing can help add to that, whether it's the discussion, the talking points, what the model says, something. Um, I know there's a lot of different people, a lot of different skill levels and expertises out there. And whether I'm a small part or a big part, I'm just happy to be part of your handicapping journey. Uh, we'll get to it. As always, take what you like and leave the rest. Don't make any picks you don't like just because I say I like them. Hopefully I'll talk you into it uh, or, or you like what the model says or, or something else, but never make a wager that you aren't happy with yourself.
I'm going to start off 6 p.m. Eastern, Kent State at Buffalo, a little bit of an earlier start. I love they do this on Friday, getting something going earlier where it's an Ivy League game or a matching game here. Um, I'm going to grab the four and a half with Buffalo. Sideline says it should only be four. I mean, this one's pretty simple for me. We've talked about Kent State a few times. They were a darling early on. They were so, so good to us. They just haven't been as good to us lately. Um, they failed to cover a whole lot more recently, which haven't been playing as well. Um, they're still not a bad team by any stretch of the imagination, but that just amazing, incredible streak they were on early on. The numbers really caught up to them. Um, people have realized how good this team is, and that's made them, again, not bad. They're, they're still 18-5. Like it's just um, they have had a couple of disappointing games. They've had some disappointing games against some bad teams where they just barely won lost a couple more here um, in conference that they, you know, maybe weren't quite expected to lose or maybe were coin toss games. They just couldn't get it done. Just not playing quite to that level they were earlier. Still a good team, but I really like what Buffalo's done lately. They've been overperforming the model expectations. They're only 11 and 12 on the season, but I think they're a pretty decent team. And I think a decent team at home with the way Kent State's playing, I think they can give them a shot. At Kent State, don't think so. I think Kent State, you know, a- able to, to take care of business here. And in fact, in the first game, they did take care of business. Here's the thing. They only won that first game by six at home. Flipping this game location of Buffalo, I think Buffalo can keep it interesting. I think they got a chance to pull it off. I think it should be a tight contest. Uh, kind of reminds me of a lot of these games that Kent State's played here in conference on the road. They've had a tough time with the majority of them, again, after that really hot start they had. I think Buffalo hangs around. Don't know if they win. Don't know what happens in the last minute with fouls. I just think grabbing four and a half is a really smart play here. Maybe taking a stab on the money line, maybe a quarter of your bet, something like that, just in case they can pull out the upset. I think they got a, got a chance to do it. Not impossible. Model says 36%. So anything in the plus 200s or better would be a decent uh, pick there on Buffalo in the money line. It's probably something you'll be able to get if you shop around and find a good price. So I think Buffalo plus four and a half makes sense. Total, this was 151 and a half. Model says 146.3. So the model was pretty strong on this under. I will note in the last month or so, both of these teams have been scoring more points than the model has projected. I talked about that with Kent State. Their amazing defense just hasn't been quite as good in conference. Teams have figured out how to score on them a little bit more, and they haven't quite um, just had that shutdown defense that they've had before. So their games have been a little bit more high scoring than the models expected. And Buffalo, with their incredible offense and not much defense, has been – or sorry, good offense, incredible pace, and not much defense has been playing in really high scoring games. The models have been projecting for high scoring games, but they've still been going over for the most part. So uh, 151.5, I still think that's a little too high. Um, but I'm not quite as excited about the under as the model is just knowing um, the type of game that Buffalo especially wants to play at home. So it's not a pick I'm running to the window to make um, on that under 151 and a half. I do think it's the way I'd lean, but it's not an exciting one. Instead, I'm just focused on Buffalo plus four and a half. 7 p.m. Eastern, Xavier at Butler. Um, look, my handicap on this one's simple. I've watched Butler play. I've watched Xavier play. These two teams are not in the same zip code. I, I don't think it's really more complicated than that. Many a time we've seen Butler you know, at home, they've got a good home court advantage, right? They should be able to hang in with these better teams in the Big East and more times than not, that's just not the way it goes. The issue with Butler, they're such a jump shooting team and when the shots don't fall, they look pitiful. And they're, I mean, one or two things are going to happen. Either the shots are going to fall, they're going to hang around and they might win this game. They might not. Even if the shots are falling, Xavier is good enough that Xavier could be up three or four late. Some late fouls could easily push us over a short number like five and a half. If the shots aren't falling for Butler, they don't stand a chance in this game. They're going to lose by 15 or 20, maybe even more. We've seen worse from them sometimes when the shots just start falling from them. So I just think there's more ways we win Xavier minus five and a half than lose it. Um, I've kind of fallen prey to this Butler at home. Maybe they can do something 
you know, I don't want to say trap, but mindset. And it just hasn't worked. This team just isn't that good. Xavier's just in a whole different world than Butler is. I think this number should be higher. The model says six and a half. Personally, I'd lay seven with Xavier. I don't think I'd lay more than that, but even a number that high, I think is a fine number to light. So five and a half, I'm, I'm pretty excited to light a number like this. Obviously if I get five, it's even better, but five and a half, six, I think it's just a great play. Cause again, I don't want to lay too high of a number in the event that Butler, uh, you know, the shots do fall for them because then I know our way to win is going to be late fouls and that sort of thing. But so I want that opportunity. But again, if the shots don't hit, it doesn't matter what number we lay, we're going to be successful. So I, I like laying, laying it with, with Xavier here. I'm not a big, lay numbers with with road teams type guy but again these two teams are just not in the same zip code in my opinion model says 148.1 points totals 146 and a half so the model might lean over but again this is such a high variance total i wouldn't touch it personally because it's all going to be about butler and if they hit if they're hitting this game's probably going to be more in the you know 80 to 75 range it's going to get a little bit more high scoring and it's going to fly over this total if they're not hitting it could easily be something like 75 to 60 and you're not even going to sniff 140 much less 146 and a half so really high variance total just because of butler being such a, anytime you have a jump shooting team or a high a heavy three-point shooting team uh the, the totals are just all over the board because jerry and i talked about this yesterday with iowa you know sometimes they do hit like 35 percent of their threes and it does actually play out like normal but so many times they're either just hot or they're not and the totals go everywhere so just a high variance total just not one i'm interested in backing but i do love laying the five and a half with savior also at 7 p.m. Eastern, Youngstown State at Purdue-Fort Wayne. We got an A-grade play here on Purdue-Fort Wayne getting three points. The model says that Purdue-Fort Wayne wins this 49% of the time and thus getting three points makes this an exceptional play. Talk about a lot the importance of two and three in college basketball. They're Again, they're not as important as some of the key numbers in football, but we have what we have here, and two and three are more important than four, five, and six. So um, knowing that Purdue-Fort Wayne could easily lose a one-score game by two, now we win, by three we push, or they just win this game at home, I think is too good to pass up. You've got two teams here that are both pretty around average. I do think that Youngstown State is the better team, but I don't think they're better by enough to be favored by three. I think this line's a little bit outrageous. Again, it's a pretty coin toss game model, says Youngstown State by about one. And that makes sense because I'd say they're about two-ish points better, uh, maybe three-ish points better, right? Something like that. So they, they should be favored, but just by the tiniest amount, not by three. When you look at these two teams, Purdue-Fort Wayne has been a little bit of a disappointment as of late, but I, I think it's really hard to judge that in a conference like the Horizon because you have some truly terrible teams in this league. And you see a lot of times a team that maybe just doesn't come out playing hard. We've seen it with Milwaukee a lot as of late. And Milwaukee plays later tonight on Thursday. So by the time you watch this, you'll know how Milwaukee has done. Milwaukee is what I'm fascinated to watch here on Thursday night because they've been really disappointing against the, the bad teams in this conference, you know, losing one, not covering another. Now tonight here on Thursday, playing a team where it's a tighter spread, do they come back out and show, you know, that they are a really good team or is that a real funk? And that's the thing is it's just hard to get a feel for that in this conference because you have the teams that are all kind of mediocre hanging around each other and you have some of those bottom teams. It's just hard to get a feel for. So Purdue Fort Wayne been a little bit of a disappointment, but I'm just not 
sure how much I buy into it. I still think they're not that far behind Youngstown State. I think at home, they've got a decent chance to win this game. So either whether it's money line or plus three, I think Purdue for win is a great pick. It's one of the three A-grade plays the model has tonight. Uh, remember for the other two, hit us up on Patreon or Black Book Sports. See those other ones is the one we're going to talk about here. I think Purdue Fort Wayne plus three makes a lot of sense. It should be an interesting game. Two decent teams, two teams that got a shot uh, to win the conference tournament here along with Milwaukee um, in that horizon. You're going to see one of those teams probably um, in March Madness. It should be an interesting kind of clash of styles in that Youngstown State, great offense, terrible defense. Purdue Fort Wayne, Decent offense, decent defense. Their proof of wins a little bit more balance of a team at Youngstown State. Um, you know, zero defense whatsoever, but a pretty good offense. So Purdue Fort Wayne will have their hands full, but I think at home has a really good chance to frustrate Youngstown State and prevent their offense from taking off. And that Youngstown State defense not being very good that travels with them, and that should allow Purdue Fort Wayne at home. Uh, to score some points, hang around, keep this game interesting, maybe win, maybe lose a one-score game. A lot of ways we can win, plus three. Total of this one is 151. Sideline says 152 and has been underestimating the number of points scored, especially in Purdue-Fort Wayne games as of late. So even though it's a really high number at 151, I'd be inclined to go over if I had to. It's not an exciting play for me. It's too high of a number to be excited about. But if I had to play a total, I'd be looking at the over. 7.30 p.m. Eastern, Akron at Ohio. We talked previously about Akron, just loving the way they're playing. Um, I'm going to grab the two with Ohio, though. I think that the numbers caught up to Akron. I think they have been playing great, but the whole reason I built the model was to help us figure out when has the number caught up to a team. And I think the answer is here. They are the better team, but to, it's, it's more or less copy-paste what I said in the previous game. To think that they're better than Ohio by more than the home court advantage and should still be favored is a little bit of a stretch. A sideline says this is a true 50 50 game says on average Akron wins by 0.2 points. So to rounding error, it is 50% for each team. So I think grabbing two points or short money line odds on, on Ohio is the play here. I think that Ohio, you know, has no defense whatsoever and that should help Akron score, but on the road, it's a little bit harder to score. And the best unit on the court is going to be Ohio's offense. Ohio's offense at home should be able to shine and that should allow them to hang in there again. I think they got a really good chance to win this game. I wouldn't be surprised if you had said Ohio is favored in this game. I would have said, I think that makes sense. Like Akron's been playing great, but it's going to be, they're, they're just not that much better than this Ohio team. Both these teams are pretty similar. Ohio at home, I think is the, way to go. Total is 142 models is 141.3, but Ohio's offense has really been scoring a lot of points lately. Their defense has been allowing some points too. They've been playing a little bit more up tempo. Um, so if I had to pick one way or the other, I'd be going over just knowing that Ohio has been uh, really turning it up with regards to both offense and defense or turning it up on offense and turning it down on defense. I guess I would say playing a little bit more higher scoring basketball uh, as of late. So if I had to I'd go over 142, but I think plus two on Ohio or the money line is the smart investment there. AP Eastern St. Louis at Dayton going to lay the four and a half with Dayton. Sideline says it's Dayton on average by 5.4. Models are pretty spot on with both of these teams. The best unit on the court might be Dayton's defense at home should shine. Again, when the road team 
when their best attribute is offense, you have to get a little bit concerned because that offense sometimes doesn't hit on the road. You're looking at a slightly different background, what you're shooting at. Everything just gets a little bit different. The defense tends to travel a little bit better because you can defend wherever you are, but shooting sometimes, not always, sometimes road teams hit really well. It's just that you take a little bit more of a hit on your offense and St. Louis best unit is their offense. Given that they're on the road, I think fading them makes sense. It's kind of the same thing I talked about with Youngstown state. Um, they're, you know, they're, best you know also the offense so when 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 the road team is better at offense i think home team is kind of the way to look a little bit you know more times than not and the same thing here i think that st louis offense is going to struggle on the road again against Dayton's defense, which is the best unit on the court. Dayton at home gonna really slow down the pace, take the air out of the ball, try to frustrate St. Louis. At St. Louis, a little bit of a different story, right? Because St. Louis gonna be able to play with a little bit better pace, their offense shooting, you know, with the backdrops that they like shooting at. Um, but as it is here at Dayton, uh, I think that um that Dayton is the the play here. Uh, these teams play again uh, to close out the season. So one of the few games we're talking about at this point of the season that doesn't already have um, a first game to look at. So we don't really know how that'll play out there. But again, I think at Dayton, they make a lot more sense. At St. Louis, I think they got a much better chance um, than on the road. Total in this one, 136. Models is 137. I will say Dayton has been going over a lot lately, mainly because their offense has played a lot better um, that we've expected uh, earlier on in the season, Dayton was just all defense and playing these, you know, I think they played that game against Wisconsin. That was like 48 to 45, or I don't know what it was. It was something stupid like that. Their offense has gotten a, gotten a little bit going here as of late. So uh, that's just something to take note of there that they've been a little bit more high scoring, but against a team like St. Louis that wants to play fast with a good offense, I really don't think that'll be their game plan. I think they'll go back to trying to play really slow basketball. So that makes the total a little bit scary to touch. I think 136, probably a pretty, solid number 9 p.m eastern in new mexico at air force gonna lay the six with the lobos i mean every time we talk about new mexico we should be reminded they've still been good to us they haven't been as good as of late but a little bit more 50 50 on new mexico than at the beginning of the season where it just seemed like we were backing them every night and they were winning now it's been more 50 50 but i just don't think that air force has got it we've talked about air force a couple times here on this show when jake's been on and they 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 look like they might be decent in non-conference. Had some impressive wins, but when it's gotten to conference play, they've really struggled against the top of the Mountain West. Those top four or five teams that have been pretty good. I think New Mexico can go on the road and get the win. Again, one of the biggest advantages that Air Force has is playing at altitude. New Mexico isn't going to be bothered by that, as opposed to some other teams in the conference playing at more sea level might. Uh, New Mexico is used to playing at that altitude. Um, you know, Air Force really wants to slow this game down, really wants to prevent New Mexico from scoring. I just don't think they're good enough to do it, right? As opposed to the Youngstown State game we talked about or the St. Louis game where those home teams are, are as good or close to the road teams. I think they've got a chance to slow down those offenses. Air Force has a below average defense, so I just don't see how they're going to slow down New Mexico's offense. They can slow it down when they have the ball all they want, but if they can't really stop New Mexico from scoring, this game could get ugly in a hurry. Air Force is just going to have to hit all their shots in this one, and that's possible, but that's really the only way I think they hang around. Otherwise, I think this is probably more like New Mexico by 9 or 10, something like that. I think they can pull away in the second half. They're just a much better team, and I don't really see what Air Force is going to do that's going to um, uh, frustrate them. As Cousin Jared talked about yesterday, 
a lot of times in these tempo differed matchups, the slower paced team has a harder time really imposing the role unless they are the better team. That's what we're talking about, say, with St. Louis Dayton. Um, I think most uh, power ratings would have Dayton as the better team. And so I think they've got a better chance to slow St. Louis down. Air Force here, not the better team. They're going to have a really hard time slowing the Mexico down. That should play right into the Lobos' hands. I think laying six makes a lot of sense. I'd lay seven if I had to. Wouldn't lay more than that because now we're starting to get into weird backdoor territory. Obviously, backdoors can happen in any number, but they're even more likely when you get up further away. From, when you get closer to 10, even more likely because everyone really stops caring. So six, though, I think a great number to lay. Mono says 6.1, but I, I just think that New Mexico is just a much better team here. Um, we've been pretty on point with both these teams over the last month. It's not like there's really any bias one way or the other. We have been underestimating the totals in all of these, uh, but all these teams, both these teams games here over the last month. So the models is 141.5 for the total, but knowing we've been underestimating, maybe it should be 142, 143. Actual totals 143 and a half. So I think it's a pretty spot on total. Some of their totals, I give you a lean on, wouldn't have a clue on this one. I think this low 140s is a pretty spot on numbers, not a total that I would touch. And that takes us to overtime. Those are the six best games, more interesting. Again, maybe not as good as the slate as, you know, a Tuesday night, a Wednesday night, that sort of thing. But those are your best games for Friday, the ones you want to be watching. One game, though, to keep your eye on, it's not a model A grade play, but I think it's a great spot and a great number to lay, even though it might miss your radar, is right state minus three. I love laying... Talk about two and three and how important they are. Um, I, I love laying a number like three because, again, the only number we have to worry about is two. But when you're laying three with the home team that's better, I think in general they win this by more like five to seven. Um, and, and I think that's really the whole handicap. And the bottom line is Wright State is at home. They're the better team. So we should be laying more than three. The model only says three. But like I said, I'm just not seeing how it gets to that number in that Wright State minus three would imply that they're only slightly better than Northern Kentucky. We're only giving Wright State, you know, uh, two and a half points for home court here being a smaller home court, easier travel situation. Um, but I, I think Wright State's probably, you know, on a neutral would still be one to two points better. So I think that really should make this more like four and a half, something like that. If this number's four and a half, I'm thinking real long and hard about it. I don't know which way to go. Even four is a little bit less exciting. Even three and a half is a little less exciting. But three, I think is a great number to invest at right state minus three. Um, just because we have that push protection on three. And then the only number we really have to worry about is two. So I think right state minus three, Makes a lot of sense. They're going to play at a lightning speed compared to Northern Kentucky. It's going to be a battle of paces. And anytime there's a pace discrepancy, as we've been talking about, you got a little bit of an edge to the team that's faster. You give a little bit of the edge to the team that's home, right state, the faster team, and the home team. It sets up to be a great advantage for them. I think Northern Kentucky is going to have a really hard time slowing them down here on the road. So I think right state gets it done. I think laying number like three is too good to pass up. And that's all I've got for you here today. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Picture with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can show all the sports betting content provided on this channel. It'll just drop right into your feed. I'll be back again tomorrow with a full slate lock and loading for Saturday. College basketball should be a lot of fun. But until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.